0: Hi, I'm Neo Nix. After every live show, we find ourselves having intense post-show conversations. So for our subscribers, we decided to leave the record button on. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to listen to Truth by Shenanigans the after show every Thursday evening. In our live show, season 3 episode 12. Our quick fire, we talked about sexual assault allegations against Trey Songs in Vegas and guns in the hands of children. Our spotlight guest was Luke Wu, talking about his shoe that grows into a tree. But we also had guest immunologist Dr. Alain Samard, who discussed Omicron and answered questions from our live audience. We ran out of time, so on our after show, we talked more about Omicron with Dr. Samard after a brief discussion about Lizzie's Washington football team. So take a listen. Uh, no. Uh-uh. See the game?
1: I was shocked. I was like, y'all are going to Vegas to see these bamas?" What? It was so crazy. But Yeah, a lot of our high school friends are in Vegas right now for this game.
0: That's that's kind of crazy. More I power understand. to them. I, 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 that's, that's a little crazy.
1: <laughs> Atlanta It's like that in Atlanta every single day. There's always a game. There's always something going on and I'm complaining because the traffic is disgusting
0: and I'm tired of
1: it. <laughs> I kind of wish I hard? lived in yeah, Jenny, our team bad. is terrible. Like our team is terrible. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked that you know that all these people because I thought they were leading what? the NFC
0: East.
1: No, that's Dallas. No, 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 no. That's that's the Calabamas are leading the NFC East. But we Bambas. won three in a row, and so based off of that, like after they won last weekend, everyone just started buying tickets for Vegas today. Like hell no! Interesting for like the holidays, it's like the could be the like I wonder, break. you know. I'm, I'm sure. Hopefully, they got some good rates on their hotels because Vegas my- can be expensive. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully, they got some good rates on their ho- and hopefully, again, Vegas is not a place that really you know does a lot of good social <laughs> distancing and wearing masks and so forth. So
2: and there's a lot hopefully of appropriate inappropriateness. You know, I mean, <laughs> literally, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just going back to Johnny's topic. I'm just going back to Johnny's topic.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why I was confused. Because How it, do you get caught for sexual allegations in Vegas? Like the place girl, where me, all of that I is kind of... do not care. Predators do not care. They do not care.
2: Yeah. But okay. that was one thing I read because the Strange. original, the the woman from 2018 was saying that she, the allegations were that he had inserted his fingers into her vagina. And, and that was, so then I'm thinking, because I was like, really? yeah, you know, he's in Vegas. He's at a strip club. Okay. Well, I guess if you think decided to dip a toe, uh, yeah, no, maybe someone might no. say, "Hey, dude, not cool, man. Not cool. I don't know what you're thinking. Not
1: cool. No sex in the champagne room. No sex in the champagne. No sex and fingering (laughs) in the champagne
0: room. (laughs) I wouldn't know anything about the champagne room. Yeah, I I wouldn't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Uh Sure, sure. Again, I've been to
1: Vegas a thousand times. You got to, you know, make, set the rules. Set the rules. Set the rules. I've been to Vegas
0: a few times. I had. Vegas. i really don't like Vegas. johnny
1: have you been to vegas no i was just gonna remember i told you guys i wanted to move there because i thought it was cooler than atlanta oh that's right vegas. Yeah, yeah
0: it's right. definitely not cooler i mean it might be cooler it might be better it's just drier. It's drier
1: yeah the, the, it's the desert you forget vegas crazy. is the desert like those hundred degree yeah, temperatures is. are no joke no okay.
0: joke all right dr Atlanta samar let's get back to these co- these questions there was a lot of questions. Um, so one of the questions that Karen uh, Thompson had, she says the vaccine and boosters are being promoted as if it's the only way to combat COVID people are still getting COVID various strains. Some people who are not vaccinated are practicing proper distance, wearing their masks, washing their hands and focusing on their immune system by drinking, eating healthy foods and taking vitamin C and D. Are you also promoting building
3: your immune system? Great question. Um, Couple of things here. I guess uh, you know I'll, I'll point out that you know vaccines aren't you know uh, advertised or promoted as the only way to to combat uh, the, the pandemic, right? Um, I will say that it's uh, the most efficient, right? It's it's the, the best protection that we can get, um, but on its own, right? It's it's not gonna it's not bulletproof. It's not gonna guarantee that you're not gonna get COVID, right? So that's why you have to add layers of protection right so you've got the masks, you've got the uh, distancing, you can add the don't stay in you know indoors with someone that's coughing without a mask for two hours like you know you, you can pile it on. One of the things that we and, and I remember in one of my first interviews on the radio out here um, that we spoke about because at the time we didn't have the vaccine, we didn't know much about it and yes it's it was all about you know what your immune system, is very much dependent on on what you eat, how stressful you are, right? So you have to have a good, uh, balanced life, right? It's about lifestyle, um, and and it can definitely help you have a better immune response. Again, it's not it's not something that you can do on its on your own on, on its own to be able to protect right. you against COVID, right? Um, but it can play a role for sure.
0: This was a good question by Jacqueline Robinson. She says, are the current boosters effective against the Omicron variant? I mean, you, we probably don't know much about that at this point, but uh, will we need to keep getting boosters like every six months due to the mutations that are going on? What do you think about that? Right.
3: Yeah, amazing questions. Um, yeah, you're right. We don't, we don't know right now how effective our current vaccines are against Omicron. Uh, that said, chances are that it will have some protection. Chances are that it's going to be slightly lower than uh, what we had with Delta, right? And this is based on, um, you know, my immunological perspective and how viruses and vaccines work. So I would say that, you know, I'm not going to say for sure, but I would say that my guess is that yes, the vaccines and boosters are going to help against Omicron. What would be even better, however, is if uh, we could get some updated vaccines that take into account these new
2: mutations
3: right? In the vaccines themselves. And we know that Pfizer and Moderna are already working on it for Omicron. They're testing right now uh, the ones for Delta, right? Um, but it's going to take probably a couple of months before they can start uh, testing the Omicron ones, right? But um, everything I was, that have... I was
0: reading that it doesn't take much because this is a, you know, again, one of the reasons that people have some of the, one of the reasons that people have been worried about the vaccine. It's because it's a new way of doing vaccine. This is not how we've done vaccines in the past. It's completely new, So it's not a traditional vaccine. Um, so some people are scared because they feel, you know, of course you get all the people who go yeah. overboard talking about, you know, they're putting transmitters in our arms or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. 5G, with it being a there's n- 5G in your vaccine. Right. <laughs> but with it being a new way of doing it, it's supposedly it's easier to manipulate the vaccine to make it more effective against the viruses or the mutations and the variations. Is that the case? How does that work? It is.
3: I can literally go online on a website, right? And if I know what the sequence is of this Omicron variant, right, and and in this case here, it's just, it's one protein that we're using. Um, It's only part of the genetic code of Omicron. So if you know that, you can literally order the mRNA and get it delivered to the lab. Right. So that's essentially what Pfizer and Moderna are able to do. And then they package it into their vaccine and, and turn it into a vaccine, essentially. So that skips you know years of development uh, compared to the traditional vaccines where you had to actually grow the protein itself in chicken eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, or, or you know, not always chicken eggs, but uh, that's one example of, or more traditional way of doing it. And that can take years to do it. Um, whereas in this case here, it's kind of like, think about it, think of it as a 3d printer for, for vaccines where it, 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 you know, cuts the, the production time or at least the, the research and, and, and all the pre-production stuff, uh, down to quite a matter of weeks, right. Or months, a few months, uh, and then you have something written, especially considering how simple, like in reality, these vaccines are so much more simple. There's a lot less stuff in the vaccine compared to the. Uh, the traditional ones, or in a way, there should be less to worry about. Um, and they're more effective, too. So there's okay. just positives, in my view. Karen Thompson says,
0: I respect that Dr. Samard mentions a layered approach, because I don't usually hear that as often. Yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, any other yeah, questions from anyone it, in the group? Oh, good, Go
3: ahead, I just want to say that, you know, that's it's, it's super important, right? We've constantly driven home the message that if you wear a mask, you're protected. It's like, okay, a mask definitely helps, but it doesn't make you immune. It's it's not the only thing that you can do. Um, and in reality, you'll never reach 100% protection unless you move to Antarctica alone. Antarctica. <laughs> but. You know, but th- so there's always going to be a risk. And, and, and what you want to do is add on those layers so that you can best protect yourselves and those around you. Right. That's, that's what we need to do. And it takes multiple layers to do this.
0: Anyone else from the panel have a do question? You, I have a question.
3: Days? Does, right. um, does
1: immunologists, uh, predict future viruses? Like, would you, would you guys be able to see if there are more variants that will come out, um, that are like the Omicron, but like, can they get worse? I know we talked about, um, how they can react
3: differently? Already. Yeah, we can't really predict, right? Because mutations and these in these variants are completely random, right? It's not something okay. where the virus, you know, it, it's not sentient. It's not telling itself, "Oh, I need to start, you know, the immune the immune system." Or they have, they made a, a vaccine against this part of my protein, so I need to go and change that specifically to evade. Oh, it I doesn't see. think that way. It's just something that it, it happens, and then by you know natural selection. The ones that manage to have an advantage against the vaccine, for example, or becomes more contagious, more transmittable, um, then those have an advantage. So they're the ones that are going to survive and they're going to become predominant. Right. So that's it's it's purely random. And there is no absolutely no way of predicting it other than saying that, yes, we will get more variants um, you know, unless we figure out a way to find a vaccine that is 100 percent effective and that. Everybody gets vaccinated so that we can eliminate this virus. I mean, we'll, it, we're, we're bound to get more and more variants. But then again, that you know, leads into the question from Liz. Well, then what's the point? Well, mm-hmm. the point is, is that the more that we're vaccinated and the more that we're able to fight this virus and prevent it from going from one person to the other, the more we're going to reduce how often and how fast new variants are going to appear right? Because these variants appear not, you know, out of thin air, they appear when a virus is able to reproduce itself inside our body. So if we can pre- prevent that, then we slow down how how often we'll have new variants. So that's why it's another, you know, point why we need to uh, to keep the messaging up and, and get people vaccinated and, you know, wear, protect yourselves when whenever you can.
1: One of the things that people don't understand is that medicine and science it's organic. Like it's, it's ever evolving, always changing. They think if you say something is happening today and this is what we need to do, that that's it. That's the standard. That's how things go versus a virus. Like I keep telling people like the flu shot that I got this year is not the same flu shot that I got four years ago. Like viruses mutate. These things change. That's a part of life. And for me, I, you know, I got my booster two weeks ago. It was a little rough the first two days, but I'm happy to get it. I am a type one diabetic. I'm immunocompromised. I take at least six shots a day. So just me personally, I get angry at people who are upset about getting one shot because mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you know what my life is like every day? I am constantly getting stuck with needles to survive. And that's just for me. I'm not contagious as a diabetic, but with this this virus, we are all contagious if we have it. So if you can get a shot to help, like alleviate some of that um, being contagious and getting out to other people, why wouldn't you do it? Like I don't under I, I will never understand that. And then I'm sure as an immunologist, you are often. Upset by all of the internet doctors and scientists or whatever who just come up with all of these theories. And I'm like, I don't, like, I would never, if you are pregnant and you are about to have a baby, do you go to the internet to figure out how to give birth? So, like, <laughs> Where
0: your story Liz, come from? Your story, I, um, <laughs> this week, we had a flat tire. So I'm in there and, you know, I go into the little room and put my mask on. I said, I got to wear my mask. My, my wife would get mad at me because he was maskless. I got to wear my mask. Or my wife would get mad at me. And so he's like, yeah, man, I don't do it. I don't do it. He, he was uh, Hispanic. but I, I don't mean to be doing <laughs> the accent. But anyway, so he was saying, nah, man, you know, I, I got I got uh, done twice. I'm, I'm not going to do it again. They, they don't know what they're doing with these things. They don't you know, they now they asked me to do a third one. And I was like, dude, you don't get it. That's not how how it works. Right. It's like, I think there's a lack of education, but it speaks to that. There's a lack of education. Very much so. People just simply need to be better educated on how vaccines work. I mean, I think having someone like Dr. Alan Mark come on and explain some things helps. But I think there needs to be better stuff from the government on simplifying what
2: vaccines, how vaccines help. I just want to take it to a different step. I want to circle back to some stuff that's happening um, in the EU, specifically Austria and Germany. So populations that have lost control of the the rates that they're fighting a losing battle, or at least it's not going well for them. And now, starting with local lockdowns for the unvaccinated. Now, I know that when we discussed this as a panel, people were like, "Ah, you know, we'll never see. You'll never be able to implement something like that in North America." But if things got bad enough, do you think that then at the governments would get involved with their military forces in order to impose a lockdown like if things got really bad at then would you say that public health would win over would win over public opinion
3: oh, that's a tough one Rob I have no idea yeah. um you know I can't say that I know those countries enough right i'm I'm only familiar with what we do here I know that would never Never fly here. I would not expect that. Anyways, <laughs> <You> wouldn't <laughs> I won't
1: fly not. here. Certainly wouldn't fly um, here.
3: It'd be no. Protests. So <laughs> crazy. But you know, in, in all on, all in all honesty, I don't know. um Part of me says that hopefully something like that's not going to happen. You know, whenever you involve the military, I mean, then then you're escalating that to like such another level that it's it's unfathomable, and and then you're only going to give ammunition to <laughs> to the people that are already mm-hmm. fighting for their, you know, or saying that their their rights are being breached, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd be very careful and I hope that they don't, uh, they wouldn't go down that route. Um, you know, having mandates though, where, yeah, you can't go to the restaurant if you're not fully vaccinated, um, you know, you're not, all you're doing here is you're, you're removing non-essential activities that people want to do, but no longer can. Uh, that i'm for right i think that it's a good way of encouraging people to uh to get the vaccine mm-hmm. right because uh, we have to remember here people talk about their rights and sure you know i always say yes you have a right to refuse the vaccine you do mm-hmm. but that right stops when all of a sudden you're putting someone else's life in danger mm-hmm. yep. yep right and you're just going so out then, yep if, if people say, Hey, you know, well, I should be able to go to the restaurant or, or yeah. pick whatever example you want. Right. And it's like, well, no, cause you're putting everybody else's life in danger. So you mm-hmm. no longer have a right to come here. Right.
1: Absolutely. So you have to right. face
3: the consequences of your actions. And, and I fully support, support those, those kinds of mandates for sure. Uh, and I, but I, I do think that that's kind of like where as far as, as it can go, you know, unless it, you know, but then again, Take example, like as kids, we all got vaccinated and you couldn't go to school, if which is vaccinated. an essential service, Absolutely. right? You have to, if you're not vaccinated. Absolutely. So, so again, it falls down. there.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Exactly. Right. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, if you look at uh, those those population growth rate charts from over the last, you know, hundreds of years, take a look at kids. How many kids survived before yeah. vaccines? Right. It's, uh, it's, many. it's. Pretty surprising, you know, how That's many kids would die. Whereas now. Listen,
0: I hadn't even thought to reference that. Yeah, that is my that
1: my is, dad. So my dad, when I was born, my dad was 54. My dad was born in 1920. Um, so he was a part of a different generation. However, I'm named after his sister, Elizabeth Eleanor. She died when she was 15 years old of the whooping cough before the vaccination for the whooping cough. So I have a history of the awful effects of not being vaccinated and not because you didn't want to be. It just wasn't available at that time. Mm -hmm. But I think to Rob's question, I think a lot of people forget that the United States, more so than Canada even, is different than these other smaller countries in Europe because we're talking about a bigger population. It's easier to mandate things Austria or Germany than it is mm-hmm. for the US where we're a population of over 340 million people and you see what's been happening here just asking people or having mask mandates and everyone's like going crazy or whatever imagine if there was an overall government mandate where mm-hmm. we are threatening for the military like it would be total civil unrest yep. and so yeah. that would be oh, yeah. even more of a threat than the actual virus
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so i i don't know what if that were to happen i don't even know where we would be in this country because you oh, yeah. have a lot of people yeah. who are just emphatically like hell no we will fight to the death yep. yeah yeah true yeah.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some comments online. Sherry Blaine Priest is watching. Uh, she says, unfortunately, not all establishments are enforcing proof of vaccination in some parts. George Fournier says, makes no sense to prevent people that are not vaccinated to enter restaurants when the staff at restaurants don't need to be vaccinated. My camera mm-hmm. went out again.
1: Depends on the restaurant. Yeah, your camera yeah. yeah. went on.
0: I don't know what's going on. All right. I'm going to. You don't
1: want to see your face.
0: Well, you can still hear me. So that's all that's <laughs> important. I'm just putting it on the podcast. But there's one last question. At- I just want to make sure we get this in. So there's a new oral pill known as Molnupiravir, I think I'm saying it right. That is a treatment for COVID once you've been infected. The drug works by causing changes in genetic material known as mutagen oh, okay. similar to chemotherapy drugs. So from what I understand Ooh. it modifies the genetic material of the virus causing it to weaken as it replicates. Now the concerns were that it one could cause mutations in human DNA which could lead to cancer or cancers uh, and then Two potential birth defects, and three, it could possibly create new variants and mutations in COVID itself. Am I understanding this correctly? And what are your thoughts on using this method uh, to treat the infection?
3: Yep. So I'll start off by saying that this uh, this this strategy of of a drug, right, is some is very similar to what we're using against HIV. Okay. So it is a strategy that um, that works well against uh, against some types of viruses now the way that it works essentially is that like in order to survive right a virus needs to make millions and millions and millions of copies of itself inside your body right so in order to do that it has to essentially copy its genetic material millions and millions of times right um and it's kind of like uh you know, think of a chain where you have to add a new link to the chain to make your RNA, and then that gets packaged into a virus, and then you, you keep on doing that over and over. Um, but you can't use any link of the chain. It has to be you know, exactly the right size, and you have to be able to then attach the next one. So what these drugs do essentially is they provide a mimic of a link that's not quite the same, but that the virus doesn't know the difference. So it's gonna take that, that altered link add it to the chain, but then all of a sudden can't add anything else because it doesn't have what would be necessary to attach the next one, mm. alright? So it's not that it causes mutations within, um, within the virus, it's more that it stops it from being able to replicate. Got it. uh, it's not going to you know, but again, right, no drug works to 100% of course. Right? So some copies, yes, you could get some mutations, but generally speaking, and that's another thing that you have to keep in mind that mutations happen way more often than we think. It's just that right. most of the time, yep. they lead yep. to a non-functional virus. So that virus is not going to go anywhere because it's dead essentially, right? Yep. only very few of them will lead to a, a virus that's still going to be alive. And then even fewer are going to and lead to a virus on. that's going to be better at some at doing what it does, better. right? Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and again, if you the, the key to preventing having variants in the first place is to stop this virus from replicating. So these drugs, I would argue, are going to help have fewer variants, not create more. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Very cool.
0: All right. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Dr. Lance Smart, I mean... I love having you on. I feel like I got <laughs> I got a lesson today. I learned so much, and I know, you know a lot of people got a lot of questions answered. So yeah, I love
3: being I love being on the show. You're all fantastic people. Oh yeah, we,
0: we're, gonna, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bring you back more. So because uh, you're you're awesome, we should bring you back as a yeah co-host. <laughs> cool. so Absolutely, yeah, that would be. That would be fun, but not
1: about a medical subject. A co host about yeah. just like Ooh. pop culture,
3: yeah. That would be cool,
1: yeah. That would be interesting.
3: <laughs> I would say that almost everything that you talk about on the show, like it's something that I find
1: oh, good. Oh, you could speak on, like, right? yeah, like
3: the, the guns, right? So, mm. and then just doing yeah. you know, uh, discrimination or anti discrimination, I should say, right? Like all those topics are all stuff that really. It's to the pop culture though. I don't know anything about
1: that. So. I mean, the pop culture, <laughs> pop culture. We'll leave that to Johnny. So you
0: don't know <laughs> Trey songs? So <laughs> yes, yeah, no. so, I,
1: I don't know Trey, Trey songs either. I don't know Trey songs either.
0: So me and Gianni are the only one who knows Trey songs. Sh- songs. So bad. I would only know Trey, <laughs> Trey songs because my wife likes him or like some of his music at least. Come
1: on, yeah. now. You guys I'm don't want to know him. You better come on, Mal. Uh, yeah. I only know
0: Trey songs because of Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you again and thank you all thank you so our much, hosts you guys were fantastic today so thanks together and we will see you guys next time it's the TLS really? show coming to your life from, from the TLS show it's
1: the TLS show coming to your live from